Yeah. Time now on Sky Sports Radio for Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. It is time to talk some greyhound racing and Mick Cowley joins us online. G'day Mick. Hello Dave, how are you mate? I'm glad they got through those 24 races they previewed at Kensington today. <laughs> how are you mate? You well? Very, very well mate, how's Sunny Tamworth? Uh, it's beautiful, mate. Um, and I tell you what, uh, Dan Russ here this morning. He's uh, came down. He obviously has the cafe up here at Tamworth. He provided all the the guests and everyone with um, uh, plenty of tips and also uh, some good food, mate. Um, and plenty of greyhound punters here as well last night uh, supporting that Gosford meeting. Mate, there's uh, dog punters everywhere and dog people everywhere, and they're all good folk, mate. What's on today's show, mate? Mate, uh, well, as you know, we've got that uh, big night this Friday night at the Gardens, the final of the Group 2 Blacktop, and uh, we're joined today by someone who's got a real-life chance in that race. Look, obviously, they've all got life chances, but this, this dog's got a really good chance, and we're joined by trainer of Fire on Ice, Mark Moroni. Mark, thanks for uh, taking the time and coming on to have a chat today. Yeah, no problem, Mick. Mate, um, you know... You're no stranger to winning the Blacktop, though. You did win it back in 2006 with Majestic. That must have been a hell of a night. Yeah, it sure was. Um, yeah, she she was a great little bitch, just a front runner who was really suited to the gardens. Um, yeah, so I've had, I've had a bit of success. I won the first Newcastle Cup at the gardens as well. Mate, talking about favourite tracks, there we go. But box draw last Friday night. You, uh, there was three left. There was the two, the three, and the eight. Um, it was your pick. Uh, what were you hoping for as you strolled up to, to pick out a number? Yeah, well, uh, my partner Mel picked it out, and we were actually hoping for two or three, but we ended up with box eight. And, um, but, the, you know, the more the week's gone on, the more I look at it, eight's probably, she's probably better suited in the eight with all the speed in the race than, than the two or the three. So... Uh, she's picked well. A, there is a stack of speed inside it. She, uh, one of the uh, the favourite flying Ricardo hadn't been drawn at that stage and, and he ended up coming up with box two for, for Christy Sultana. Uh, but there's a lot of speed in the middle as well. You may just kind of get your own run to that first turn and uh, watch all the others crash over to the fence. Yeah, well, uh, that's the plan. Uh, at least with my bit, she's... Um... From box eight, she'll run straight down the outside fence. She won't come across at all. So uh, she shouldn't get touched for the first couple of hundred metres of the race, which, you know, could be the key to it. um, She's pretty well boxed out there. There's probably five or six runners in the race that can all break five seconds to the first turn, and uh, they're going to be charging, and hopefully she's in the clear on the outside. Mate, you uh, you mentioned that she's not badly boxed. I, I looked at the record, and uh, the last seven wins, six have been outside box four, and the other one was from box four. So yeah, she's she certainly hasn't had any favours drawing inside alleys of late. No, no, she's um, getting used to wide boxes. She's uh, she hasn't drawn an inside box for a long time. I think she's only drawn one one box in her whole career. But uh, yeah, she's getting used to them. And in the lower grades, you can get away with the wide boxes. Um, but uh, she's getting used to running out of them now, and she does run straight, which is a bonus. 
Mate, what we shouldn't forget either is that uh, she's run sensational time around there. She's run 29.27. Um, only two dogs have gone quicker. That was Flying Ricardo last week, 29.17, and Aston Lee, 29.17, back in March. Um, so she can certainly hum around the track, that's for sure. I know a, a lot of people were talking about that Flying Ricardo performance last Friday, and it was sensational, but your girl can certainly hum around the gardens as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, she was only very young when she ran the 29.27. And uh, i got no doubt she could break the record there with a clear run. And especially coming into the summer months, um, you know, just with natural improvement, she hasn't had a season yet. And um, I can only see her getting quicker. I actually said to the owner that I could see her breaking 29 in the next 12 months, which is... Which sounds incredible, but uh, you know it's only a couple of lengths away. Mate, you're absolutely right. So it's not that far at all when you look at it. Mm. No, no, she's very quick. Loves the gardens. Mate, the uh, there was a, a few comparisons early on. You, you sent Fire Legend, a brother, down to to Victoria to be trained, and yeah, he's gone sensational down there. Yeah, great run, Cranbourne last week in the Cranbourne Classic. Um, is there is there really too much between them now? There doesn't seem to be a lot between them. Uh, there's not now, but uh, early in the piece, uh, just after they were breaking in, he had he probably had three or four lengths fire legend on the bitch, but um, she she's just improved so much over the last six months that uh, oh, she's right up there with him now. She she would have to be close to the best bitch in New South Wales, I'd say, but. Uh, no, he's a fabulous dog. Jason's doing a great job with him. He's he's run some super quick times at all the tracks, and he's won four out of four at Sandown, which is a bonus with Melbourne Cups and things coming up. So uh, we're hoping to win a group race with him too down there. You uh, you obviously saw all those heats last week. Hard not to be impressed by Flying Ricardo. You know, still a young, young pup um, to run that sort of time and charge out and run that first sectional as quick as he did. Yeah, well, that's right. The, like the 17A wonder the back is uh, almost unheard of. And um, the, the only the only big thing we got in our favour is, like, he probably ran home in about 12.17 last week where we could run home in even 12, so... You know, even if we're sitting on his hammer, we're probably a chance of beating him, but um, you wouldn't want him getting too far in front, that's for sure. Mate, you, I spoke to you after the race, and you actually said that, that was probably one of her best performances, all things considered, you know, getting cluttered up early and having to do a fair bit of work and work at both ends. Um, still stand by that, one of her best runs? Oh, for sure. you you just got to do everything right from box six, and... She had a couple of speedy dogs on her outside, which were always going to pressure her. And But once she got clear of them and got the third going through the catching pen, um, I was I was getting fairly confident then because I know how strong she is and and I know what sort of time she can run. You can usually see by when she crosses the back section, I fairly well know what time she'll run in the race, you know, so... Um, yeah, I was getting confident once she got in the clear, but no, it was definitely one of her best wins, and especially in a big race against group race dogs. And she's uh, she's also yeah, your, your home track Gosford. She's got the two fastest times there this year, twenty nine twenty seven and twenty nine twenty eight. Next Tuesday night of the heats of the Million Dollar Chase at Gosford, is it too quick a turnaround from Friday night into Tuesday? 
No, I don't think so. I've, I've sort of... Um, Gosford's a track he really needs to go to for the million-dollar chase, so um, we're going to go there. She's also broken the first section record there in a trial, which is held by Beast Unleashed, you know, and she ran 4.24 in a trial there, so... She really loves Gosford, and um, I've just got to take the chance. But I think she can back up. It's four days. It's 500 metres, and and she's she's getting pretty seasoned now. So um, yeah, I think Gos, Gosford's a logical place to go with her. I need to, need to. But before we get there, good luck on Friday night in the uh, in the Group Two Blacktop Mark with uh, with Fire on Ice. And uh, mate, you know, fourteen years is a long time between drinks. Hopefully, you'll have one with your second Blacktop win on Friday night. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. This is her fifth uh, Group Final too, so uh, she's due for one. Mate, she certainly is, and uh, and she, as I said, she's an absolute live chance in that, mate. Uh, good luck from all of us, and uh, we'll see you there on Friday night, Mark. No worries. Thank you, Mick. He was Mark Moroni, trainer of Fire on Ice, uh, one of the real-life chances. I know everyone's talking a favourite flying Ricardo, and, and that was a sizzling performance last Friday night. But, but Fire on Ice, yeah, along with dogs like Ebby Jet Power, they're, they're real-life chances. This is not a one-dog race, as, as some people may consider. So good luck to, to Mark and uh, and his team on Friday night with Fire on Ice. We're... Uh, we had a bit of news around Greyhound Racing New South Wales over the last few days, and uh, we thought we'd get on the Chief Operating Officer, Wayne Billet, to have a chat about some of that news. Uh, you, uh, Just with, uh, we had a prize money announcement yesterday, which was fantastic news. We, we also had a bit of news, unfortunately, last week about the... Canamble Can- Carnival, unfortunately, having to be to be cancelled just through social distancing, COVID, the whole situation. It was it was the right decision to make, but but that's pretty much it. And of course, as I mentioned to Mark, we've got Million Dollar Chase coming up. So I thought I'd grab uh, our COO Wayne Billet to have a chat. Good morning, Wayne. How are you, mate? Good, thank you, Mick. Yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. As I mentioned, uh, some fantastic news earlier this week about prize money boost um, targeting the Wednesday night Wentworth Park and the middle distance in New South Wales. That's a fantastic announcement. It is, Mick, and I think it's just part of um, being our investment over the last 18 months or so. We've really looked to try to invest in, in, in our prize money um, operations across the sport. So last year, you know, we, we made a big investment in that provincial network um, as well. That was complemented by... Um, country cups at the Dubbo's, Grafton's, Wagga's, uh, etc. So we'll be able to facilitate that. And this is the next stage to be able to invest in that Wednesday night, which is you know one of our city race winnings. It's really important that we continue to you know provide opportunities for people um, in our sport. So along with the Metropolitan um, Middle Distance Prize money, it's a great result, to be fair. And I, I guess to think, focusing on the Wednesdays first, yeah, it, it is our our headquarters, it is our premier track, and, and you want it to have a bit of stature and quality and, and depth about it. So, yeah, this is this is a way of hopefully encouraging trainers to nominate for those Wednesday meetings as well as Saturday meetings. Yeah, exactly right, Mick. And in, in the, you're right, it's a city city menu, um, venue. Um, people aspire to get to there, which is what it's about, those extra prize money levels. Also, you know, provides invest, reinvestment for people through their purchases, etc. So for us, uh, all those things go hand in hand to make that, uh, you know, make that Wednesday night more viable for the industry as a whole. 
And I guess the uh, yeah, you've probably heard it a lot more than me because you've been in the industry longer than me. The the people crying out for that middle distance start at Wentworth Park. Unfortunately, logistics tell us that it just can't be done uh, the way things are at the moment. So I guess this is a good alternative to get uh, a bit of a boost for that middle distance level and also hopefully ultimately bolster our staying ranks. Yeah, definitely, Mick, and, and you're right. That's 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 something that's been uh, well documented is that we, re- you know, we don't have that um, middle distance for city racing. So, you know, for our, our from our perspective, was look about how what how do we address that? What can we do? So, we think this is a good first step in that is by introducing um, you know, city prize money across um, some of the metropolitan um, some of the provincial venues. We think that's a really good start because there are too, Mick, a lot of, a pool of dogs that which don't get the opportunity to go from 500 to 700. Um, in the in the city, so there's a pool of dogs that also miss out over that can only race at 600. But you're right. What it will also do is allow to complement our um, distance racing schedule, and that will, you know, in time, we will work that in with the middle distance. So there's a, a clear pathway, um, and to improve our staying ranks across the board throughout the state. I, I mentioned a bit earlier when I was having a chat to Mark Moroni. Um, next Tuesday night, it's come around very quickly. It's six sleeps until Million Dollar Chase kicks off. Must be a bit of excitement at Greyhound Racing New South Wales around it. Oh, absolutely, Mick. It's it's a really exciting time of year for us, and it's you know obviously it's our signature event, and it's really important from our from our perspective and industry's perspective that you know this this type of event takes place, and you know already that you know straight away the feedback's been really good. People are really looking to place their dogs around the state. So, yeah, it's exciting times. Looking forward to Tuesday. And I guess with, with the situation in the country and in the world at the moment, it's, it's a case of play it as it comes. You know, we've got rules in place at the moment in terms of you know, crossing borders and so forth, and we just have to basically wait and see what it's like in you know, two, three, four weeks' time, I guess. Yeah, exactly right, Mick. And, and something that uh, you know the racing industry is, in general has done pretty well is, is, is adapt to the to the current situation. And um, and you know this is no different. So uh, you know as it changes, we you know we make the decisions around that. Um, but to be fair, we've been able to um, soldier on through it, and that's through no throughout no great effort from you know the industry as a whole, the clubs, the participants, GWIC, Grand Racing New South Wales. So it's been a real collective effort. Um, so we just keep uh, managing that as the best we can. And as advice comes to hand, we'll deal with it and um, do, the, do the best we can. And finally, those, uh, the 15 regionals that, that the event does go to this year, I guess you would have spoken with all of those clubs and, and they'd all still be looking forward to it, pretty excited about it. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's a real opportunity for um, some of our regional places to showcase what they're about. And, and you know, in the past, um, you know, the regionals has really brought a lot of the quality dogs in through the Chase Series last year. I think you know, six of the eight or seven of the eight that dogs that made the final come from the regional centres um, qualified through there. So it shows that, you know, the industry, the people will, will target the, the regional venues, will travel there, um, will invest in them, them areas um, to, to qualify for the series. So overall... From, a, from our perspective, it's a really good collective um, from across the straight uh, state. Sorry. <laughs> Mate, one, one final thing before I let you go. Grafton. Um, I, I guess it's an, another exciting uh, point of view that Grafton's now underway and that track is, is about to get rebuilt. And uh, it's only you know, six or so months, seven or so months until uh, the planned reopening of Grafton. That's, that's an exciting, that's a big uh, move for those, those in that region. 
Oh, it's a it's a big thing for our industry. We, we, it's something that we ha- that industry hasn't done for long, been able to have opportunity to do for a long time. So to be able to invest in a new track and kennel facility and complex is is a really good good uh, good initiative for us. Um, and you know the Northern Rivers region uh, has always traditionally been a fairly stronghold in greyhound racing. So we think that that'll improve it, um, give better access to for, for participants, and just uh, continue to make our industry uh, viable in that area. Absolutely right. Good news all around. That's good to hear, Wayne. Thanks for coming on and joining us today. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you around the traps at all those million dollar chase events. Absolutely, Mick. Thank you. Appreciate being on. He was the Chief Operating Officer of Greyhound Racing New South Wales, Wayne Billet. You know, exciting times, as you mentioned, with a heck of a lot going on around uh, around the state in the industry. Speaking of going-ons, we have uh, three meetings today, and we've got some best bets around. We have Taree, kicks off early, and we've got Race 1. Don't, get, don't miss out, get in early. Race 1, number one, social spin is the best bet. Richmond this afternoon, we have race 10, number three, Dragonfly Diva, and then Wentworth Park tonight, race seven, number five, Go Wild Bella. They're the three best bets for today, Dave.